and welcome to the introductory episode of Pet Talk Podcast, the official podcast of Alicia Pet Care Center. This first episode is not going to be one of our normal Ask the Doctor podcast episodes. This is going to be a Meet the Doctors episode that will allow you to come back at any point if you want to refresh or learn who each one of our current doctors on staff is. You'll hear my voice a lot during these podcasts. My name is Tim Wheaton. I am the office manager at Alicia Pet Care Center and also do all the marketing and social media business. So my name is familiar because I am the younger brother of Dr. Matthew Wheaton, who is the owner and lead veterinarian at Alicia Pet Care Center. To give you a little background on what this has sprung from, some years back there was a blog that was created for asking the doctor's question that was set up for all of our clients or other people to ask general or specific questions regarding their pets or dogs and cats. And our doctors would just sit down and type up answers and we would post it on the internet for anyone to read. Well, with the current boom of podcasts, it occurred to me, why don't we just do this as a podcast so it makes it a little bit more personable and people can listen while they're driving to work or working out or whatever it may be that leads you to listen to a podcast on your own personal time. And this way it gets you to hear the inflection of the doctors and get a little bit more uh, comfortable with knowing who they are and how they operate. So uh, we are going to be doing this on a monthly basis. We will be launching with a few episodes right off the bat. But this first episode, like I said, is just an opportunity for you to Find out who the five doctors here on staff are and uh, learn a little bit more about them and their background, what led them to become a veterinarian in the first place. And then we'll move ahead with some questions from you. So if you at any point want to send any questions to us, that email address is wecare at mypetsdoctor.com. My pets doctor is mypetsdr.com. And I will go ahead and put those into the grouping for them to be answered during the podcast. I hope you all enjoyed this first episode. I know it was a good time for me to sit down with these doctors and just get a little bit more background information on them out to you. So here we go with the first doctor. All right, we're here with Dr. Foreman. Dr. Foreman is, well, I'll let you tell your story. Um, Tell us when we'll go way back in time. When did you know you wanted to be a vet? So I knew that I wanted to become a vet probably when I was growing up at home. I was probably like 10 or 11. And my brother and I, my brother's two years older than I am. And we turned our family's garage into a little zoo. And we had mice and rabbits and rats and birds and everything and the garage was packed with those things and as long as you know I didn't let them inside the house my mom and dad said that's fine let him do whatever he wants to do and started taking care of them and raising them and I think from then on I knew you know at an early age that I wanted to help pets out and try to do them right and help them out. 
So this is then leading into a high school experience. And then was it immediately after high school that you started doing vet school type stuff or not? No, I graduated high school, got into a job um, working as a kennel attendant in Los Angeles, uh, started working there full time as a kennel person and worked my way uh, as time went on into the treatment area where I was a, an assistant and knew that I wanted to do more, but the job was very fun for me and just kind of let that guide me till I knew that I couldn't go any further and um, saw that, yeah, I really need to go back to school and work at it. And um, so I started taking some classes at a junior uh, college and there in Los Angeles in there in Los Angeles mm. and started doing like one or two classes a day and uh, you know at night after I got off of work and you know all my friends said what are you doing you're don't you want to be a vet and don't you want to go to school full time and I said but the job the job is so much fun and it's nice always having a paycheck and then I had a good friend who also worked at the same hospital and he was also in my situation, but he did it the right way. He went to he went back to school full time and he worked only like one day a month at the animal hospital. And he said, come on, you know, just follow me. Take my advice. And I'm loving it and I'm doing it and I'm chipping away at all the general ed classes that I need. And he ended up um, passing away. Uh uh, and after that, it got me thinking that life is short and I need to do this. So within a week after his passing, I quit my job full time and said, I'm going to get myself back into school, got into the uh, junior college full time, finished up my J- junior credits, my credits that I need, what I can do there, and then went on to UC Santa Cruz. And got my bachelor's there. Okay. And, and that was how how many years were you there doing that then? Uh, probably a good 10 years. Oh, wow. It, at Santa Cruz? No. no. Oh, all of this time yeah, was 10 years. Time. Okay. Fast forward 10 years. Right, right, right. Got into school, uh, got my bachelor's, and that led me to, okay, I'm done with that. Now I need to apply into vet school. Okay, so you went from that into vet schools, which went directly to... So I applied to UC Davis, I applied to Colorado and uh, Tufts, and got on the waiting list at UC Davis, and was thrilled. I also remember taking a little brochure from... Ross University, which I was like, where is that? And they offer a vet school. I was like very intrigued by it. And the waiting list number that I was at UC Davis was, I don't know, something like 100 or 110 on their waiting list. And I called back and I said, what are really my odds Mm -hmm. of getting in this year? And she said, 
well, you, do you play the lottery? <laughs> so I took that as a no and said, well, let's pursue other avenues that I can get in. Mm-hmm. So I remembered taking that little brochure to Ross University, did some research on it, found some people that had went there, got in touch with them, asked about their experience, and um, everything that they were telling me was a positive thing, and I applied, got an interview, sent them all my test results, and got in. And within three months, I was making arrangements to move to the West Indies and go to school there. Wow. So the schooling there was, was it four years or? It was three years. Um, So it's a three-year curriculum. Um, You do, it's year-round, so you have no breaks. Oh, okay. Or just very small breaks in between, like a week or two. And then you just go year-round. It's two years on the island, and then the third year they, at the time, had about 20 schools that the they were affiliated with inside the United States. And so I went to, did my clinical rotations at the University of Missouri, Columbia. Wow. So you're all so, over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. So after you were done with your schooling, then you came back to Southern California, or? Yeah, my now wife had moved from LA to San Diego to pursue her career and so when I was done with that school I moved back with her to San Diego and loved it ever since and have lived there ever since. And uh, before here you were you were at a facility with a ton of doctors, yeah, is that correct? Yeah, I worked in Encinitas in San Diego for eight years. Um, it started out as a solo practitioner, um, built a new hospital in Encinitas that was like state-of-the-art, 24-hour care. And once that was built, we all moved into that building worked there after about a year or two um he sold to vca vca came in took it over um and essentially made me uh like a manager of the Mm. hospital to oversee all the doctors there right so you've been here now for almost five years at this fantastic hospital and working alongside four other doctors, basically in and out. Um, do you want? I will give you an opportunity to brag about your own family, furry and otherwise. Mm-hmm. So I have Olivia. She is three years old now. A little Chihuahua. Uh, she is the love of my life and. The girls that I have, uh, Jordan and Taylor, they are seven and ten now. Uh, they are they are in love with Olivia and love her every day. And I have Stoli, who is now thirteen years old. Mm. She's a domestic short-haired feline, and she is also very energetic for her age. But she's doing okay. Yeah, yeah. 
and my lovely wife, Jenny. Uh, we've been together for a long time, pre-vet school. And uh, yeah, we have a great family and I wouldn't change it for anything. That's cool. Did she, really quick, did she travel out to the West Indies with you or did you guys do yeah. the long? Okay. Yeah, every vacation or so or every break or so, either I would come out to San Diego or she would take a little vacation and come out to see me. And she came out to Missouri to see me too there. Uh, luckily, during the time that I went, it was a very mild winter because I cannot take the cold. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> that's why you're living in Southern California. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Well, thank you. And we will uh, see you here in the hospital to see Dr. Foreman. Okay, we are here now with Dr. Maria Brahm. Welcome, Dr. Brahm. Thank you. Uh, so we will start out with your history. So what got you interested in becoming a veterinarian in the first place? Well, my mom actually wanted to be a vet, um, and she wasn't able to fulfill that dream. Um, but growing up, we had tons of animals. We would rescue animals, including crows and other types of little things that we found that were injured. Um, so growing up, I was really surrounded by all that. Um, and I really liked science. Um, so it only made sense to kind of um, join those two, um, I guess, interests together and become a vet. Okay. So this was in your upbringing, which was in what area of Germany? Um, I grew up in the former East. Um, so my town is called Halle, and it's two hours south of Berlin. Um, but I also spent a lot of my childhood in Northern California and New Jersey. Okay. So your family is picking up and moving to these other places all together yes. until you are what age? Well, um, I guess I lived in New Jersey for the longest stretch. That was seven years. And then I started moving on my own as I started school. Um, and I decided to you know, pursue my schooling in different countries. Okay. So you graduated high school in Jersey then? Mm -hmm. Okay. So you graduated high school and then you immediately started vet school stuff or no? And then I went to my undergraduate degree in Montreal, Canada. Uh, my parents actually moved out west to Vancouver at the same time. Um, so I was kind of in between the two sides of that country. And then um, after... Uh, undergraduate, I took one year off um, to make some money, um, do a little bit of traveling, and then I started vet school in Scotland. Okay, so Montreal, this sounds dumb, but that's French Canadian yes. land, right? Yeah. So you are speaking French out there? No, I was speaking English in school. It's an English uh, oh, okay. school, but I had um, tons of little side jobs where I had to kind of learn how to speak French um, semi successfully. Okay, and Going back, because this is all, you know, your course, in Germany, were you also in English-speaking stuff, or were you in German schools? Germany you... was just German, and okay. I started learning English when I moved to California when I was eight. Okay. So uh, you go from Montreal to taking a year, mm -hmm. and then you are going from there to Scotland. Yes, Edinburgh, Scotland. Oh, okay. So, and the school there was, was that a three-year or a four-year vet school? It or? was a four-year vet school for me, yes. Okay. So, spending time out there, and we're, because you are in Europe, and I know not all Europe is like a backyard, but <laughs> were you 
revisiting any friends from your Germany days or no? Yes. I okay. spent um, lots of holidays in Germany um, since my whole extended family still lives out there. So I spent lots of Christmases with my grandma, um, which she definitely appreciated. And um, also visited people I knew in Paris and took some trips with friends to Portugal and gosh, where else? Italy, um, Cyprus, where I actually did some vet work out there. Um that's yeah, and Spain. Saw some cool. Saw some Spain. I like it. And at this point, when you are in Scotland, your parents are still in Vancouver. By this point, my mom is in Washington. Okay. Yeah. So then she she just crossed the border. So they started <laughs> migrating south. Yes. <laughs> the migration starts again. No. Yes. So then uh, finishing in Scotland, and then where did your road go? And then um, in my last year of vet school, I applied to internships. I knew I wanted to do one, and I've. Always wanted to return to warmer climates, um, such as um, the ones that you have here. <laughs> so I did want to apply to Southern California, and I got my internship in Ontario, um, in the Inland Empire. And then after, as that year was coming to a close, I knew I wanted to stay. So I applied to Alicia Pet Care Center, and here I am. Here you are. And it's been a little over a year now, yes? About a year and a half, okay. yeah. So with your international background, how have you been able to integrate that into your work here in the States? Well, it's actually more of a recent development for me. Um, I've always had the interest of doing some veterinary work abroad, um, but recently I was introduced to the founder of Veterinarians International. Um, so I'm helping out a little bit with um, outreach um, to get uh, kind of the word out about the organization since it's still so new. And I'm hoping to go on a trip to Guatemala in April. Cool. And do you want to tell us a little bit about your furry family members? Sure. So I have three uh, little pets. Uh, one is my dog named Berlin, who, um, and I got all three of these during my internship. Um, it all happened very quickly. <laughs> and um, uh, Berlin is a little chihuahua mix. Uh, she's just the sweetest little dog. And then I have two cats. One is a tripod. Uh, she's missing her left forelimb, um, but she doesn't seem to know it. Um, and the other uh, cat I have is a big old orange tabby named Patrick. Oh, fantastic. And your tripod's name is? Bijou. All right. Well, thank you for sitting down with us and letting us learn a little bit more about you. Thank you. And uh, you guys can come in and meet Dr. Brahm in the hospital. All right. We're here with Dr. Dewey now. Dr. Ashley Dewey, who has returned to us recently. She was on maternity leave for a while and is now back in the hospital as of the end of January. Welcome back. Thank you. I'm excited to be back. We're very excited to have you back. Uh, so tell me a little bit about what brought you here to Alicia Pet Care Center. How did you get started becoming a veterinarian? Well, I was raised on a little 10-acre ranch with horses and pigs and sheep and dogs and cats and everything you can ever imagine. So starting from a young age, I knew I always wanted to work with animals. Um, and then I volunteer, I started volunteering when I was in high school at a veterinary clinic, and it just felt like home. And I went through and did all the schooling and <laughs> ended up um, living my dream as a veterinarian. So this is, what? whereabouts did you grow up? In the outskirts of L.A. Okay, so you did your high school, did, took some courses or whatever, and then did you go right from high school to vet school or? So I 
went to high school while I while I was in high school, I completed community college classes. Mm. So by the time I graduated with my high school diploma, I also graduated that same year with my associate's degree in biology. And then from there on, I went to Cal Poly Pomona and received my bachelor's degree and then went to the University of Mississippi to receive my master's degree in public health. And then um, went to Western University of Health Sciences to complete my veterinary degree. Western is L.A., correct? Yes. Okay. It's in Pomona. Okay. And so did you go from that to interning or did you? Yep. And then after I did the four year, um, four years in veterinary school, then I did a year in a small animal emergency and surgery um, internship in Irvine. Oh, cool. Okay. And then you came straight from there to here? Yep. And then I loved Orange County and wanted to, and I loved Mission Viejo and Laguna Beach in this area. And I wanted to raise my family here. So I looked for a hospital kind of in Southern Orange County and was lucky enough to find Alicia Peck Care Center. Fantastic. So tell me, be, shortly before you went on your maternity leave, you kind of um, kicked us into having our first acupuncture veterinarian. Well, I think it's important to to know all your options when treating, which means treating with Eastern medicine, Western medicine, bringing all together so that every pet gets the best um, treatment possible. So um, I looked into herbal medicine and acupuncture, and I personally had experience doing acupuncture in my dog. My dog um, had some back issues and had to have surgery on his back, and we also did acupuncture, and we saw such incredible results. I you know, decided that it was um, something that we should offer pets here. And so I actually went to China um, to complete an acupuncture course there and um, started doing acupuncture. And I'm still doing courses to become certified in acupuncture and herbal medicine. Cool. And we've already had, what, at least a handful of patients that have had the acupuncture treatment through Yeah, we had a lot of patients um, with disc issues, um, a lot of patients with arthritis and trouble walking, and it definitely, we've definitely seen um, great things with acupuncture when it comes to pain relief. Mm -hmm. I remember specifically one of them, I can't remember which one, but was basically unable to walk when it came in and you did Just one session. Yeah, so that was unable to walk. We did two courses of steroids, which is the normal Western, you know, medicine treatment for back disease. Um, It was on steroids, anti, it was on muscle relaxers, pain medication, and the dog still couldn't walk after, I think it was about a month. Um, Couldn't even touch the dog without it screaming. It was in so much pain. It came in. I was able to do acupuncture on that dog. And three days after the acupuncture session, um, the pet came back in for its second session and it was wagging its tail and it was walking a little already. Yeah, Crazy. I mean, I know obviously not every patient is going to respond the same way, but that I remember that one specifically was pretty awesome. Uh, so do you want to tell us a little bit about your own family of pets? You mentioned your dog. Yep. So I have two dogs. Um, I have a big Great Dane and a mini poodle. So I have one of each size. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and they are like my children. (laughs) Um, the big one, the Great Dane does still does a lot of modeling 
and acting and does little like black tie events and pretty much just for fun. Um, but a lot of people are interested in taking pictures um, next to such a large dog. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a, a lot of fun. That's cool. And you recently brought in a new member to your family. Yes, I did. So I just had a little son. His name is Congo Emerson. Um, And he is now I have a real child compared to my four legged children. (laughs) (laughs) So I do feel like I have three children, though. (laughs) (laughs) And he is a true miracle he An is story, which is for a whole nother podcast. But yes, that would take a long time to. <laughs> yeah, he is my little miracle baby. Yeah, but we are all very stoked that he is here with you now. So thank you. Thank you for having me. Okay, now we are here with Dr. Sarah Northrup. Hi. Hi. So we are going to find out more about you for the listeners, get your background and what has brought you here to Alicia Pet Care Center. So uh, let's go back to the very beginning when you kind of knew you wanted to go into veterinary medicine. Uh, Probably in kindergarten. Um, Just kind of, uh, well, one, I always loved animals, but two, I think the idea of actually being a veterinarian um, was my eighth grade buddy. You know, we had little buddies in kindergarten. She came to school for career day as a veterinarian and um, thought, hey, that's perfect. That's what I want to be. And it kind of stuck with me for for years. Um, I loved coming home every day after school and playing with my dogs. Just kind of was always very much, you know, appreciated that human animal bond from a very young age. So that's, I guess, when the idea initially went into my mind and then all through high school. Yeah, I kind of I, I did kind of stray from from that, you know, initial dream um, during high school. I was more focused on uh, sports and just kind of, you know, high school courses and whatnot. Being with your friends yeah. and whatever. So I, I didn't have a lot of involvement in in other than taking my own dogs to the vet um, throughout my childhood. That was that was pretty much it. So started my undergraduate degree at Cal Poly San Luis Obispo, um, actually with a child, de- a child development major. And um, initially thinking I wanted to go into teaching of, of some kind. Mm-hmm. Um, and within a couple, probably within that first year, decided, you know, this isn't for me. I, I, I really have always wanted to, to be a veterinarian. And, and I know I haven't followed that path yet, but I want to start with it. So I switched my major to biology. Um, you know, started taking some of those prerequisite courses. Uh, Ultimately got a little bit scared even at that point after going to a talk on, you know, basically vet school admission and kind of learning, okay, you need to have uh, a lot of experience in the field and Mm -hmm. working in in veterinary practice, which I I hadn't done at that point. And um, so so sort of backed off and kind of went back to my, my experiences that I did have, which was sports and going into physical therapy and kinesiology with a, a plan of being a physical therapist just because it, it kind of fit with what my, my background was at, mm-hmm. at that time. And by year five at Cal Poly, I, I went back to it again going, you know, this still isn't what I want to do. And and so went and spoke with the counselors there and the veterinarians on, on basically said, hey, is this something that's still possible? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what do I need to do? What coursework do I have and don't I have that, that I would need as a prereq for vet school? And what experience do I need to get? Is, you know, is that going to be something that, that I'll be able to get into vet school? And they said, 
yeah, you know, go for it. Here's where, where to start. And, and so I did, I, you know, took a few summers to really get some experience in the field and, um, you know, changed, you know, some of my last coursework and applied and got into Western University um, in Pomona and here I am. So That's so cool. I love that you had already spent four or five years or well, a year with child development and four with kinesiology and whatnot mm-hmm. to do yeah. that and then still felt the pull so much and still went ahead and took that turn in your life. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, veterinary medicine, I, I always knew, I, I mentioned earlier, I, the human-animal bond has always been a really very strong um, thing that I've always appreciated. And I think anyone who's experienced that can attest for the importance of it in all of our lives. And um, I'm glad that I can kind of help foster that. Mm-hmm. And basically, in doing so, I get to work with medicine and work with people and apply all of those things that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. So, What does the kinesiology and the physical therapy, if any, mm-hmm. add something more to your game with the patients here? Mm. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I don't think it no. does. Oh, okay. Honestly. Um, I mean, I think I, I had a psych minor too. If anything, I feel like the psych, the psychology classes that I had mm-hmm. just kind of helped me in working with people, which is mm-hmm. something we don't realize is a huge part of our day and a, a huge part of a veterinarian's day is how much you work with people. That's like ninety percent of what we do. So yeah. I think um, having some of the child development and psychology classes helped me tremendously with understanding how to do those things better. Yeah, clearly it's a, it's a lot of work on the animals, but it is a lot of communicating with the clients. and Absolutely. And obviously being a pet owner, as all of us are, we know we've been in their shoes and almost when in a lot of the circumstances that they're in. Absolutely. So tell us then about your um, current furry family as well as your <laughs> biped family. I have two dogs, um, Cora, who's a boxer pit bull mix, and um, adopted her during my internship. Mm. Um, and then I have a golden retriever who I adopted about a year and a half ago. Um, both senior pets now. Oh, cool. And you have a fantastic husband. I have my husband who played a large role in um, me having the confidence to to switch my major during that fifth year Mm -hmm. of of undergrad and kind of go for what I really always wanted to do. And then um, we have two daughters. So they, um, Helene, who was born in 2013, and Liv, who was born in 2015. Yeah, that's fantastic. And I love uh, Foreman kind of has that background as well with his wife going through all of Mm -hmm. the um, trials of becoming a mm-hmm. veterinarian and whatnot. So I love that um, your husband went through that yeah. with you and very supportive, and I yeah. appreciate him. <laughs> Yay, Mr. Northrup. Yay. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thank you for telling us a little bit about yourselves and um, all of you who are current clients of Dr. Northrup. We hear a lot of your praises of her. Um, constantly through emails and whatnot. So we appreciate that. And uh, you will be hearing more from her on future episodes. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. Now we are here with Dr. Matthew Wheaton, the owner and visionary behind Alicia Pet Care Center, head veterinarian. Uh, Welcome, Dr. Wheaton. Thank you, Timothy. 
So uh, the way we kind of go back into your history is what led to you becoming a vet in the first place? What kind of brought that out of you? Well, so as I think probably everybody that's listening knows and they can tell by our voices, Timothy and I are brothers, um, about a year and a half apart. I'm the older one. So as I'm telling this story to Timothy, it kind of seems a little bit strange, but my father was a veterinarian and that gave me a lot of exposure early on to veterinary medicine in general, but also a lot of early experiences with animals. Um, we of course had a house full of dogs and cats and various things that I would find outside injured birds, lizards, things like that, that we tried to keep going. Uh, My dad was always open to helping out with those kind of things when we were kids. Usually those injured birds didn't go very well, if I recall. I think saved one. Maybe. But it, it showed me, I think, the maybe realistic side of just what does it entail to be a veterinarian and And that didn't scare me off, I think, which is the big thing. Um, Seven of my siblings did not go down this path, and I can totally understand that. Um, It's a hard job. My dad had it a lot harder, I think, than I did in a lot of ways because there was no emergency hospital to manage your cases overnight. So you were pretty much on duty all the time. But what I did see was all the positive things that being a veterinarian brought to my my father's life and his um, sense of making a big difference in people's lives. And I saw also the product on the other side of the people that, you know, really trusted my dad and and um, valued his opinion and valued his help and saw him as, you know, this really big, you know, of course, for my dad, a very larger than life character. I think I started working for my father's pest control business when I was in junior high, um, performing flea dips inside of a van in the middle of summer in central and south Orange County, 100 degree heat, um, working with pesticides. Should have scared me off, did not. Um, Bathing the cats should have scared you off, really. Yeah, bathing the cats was very tough in that scenario. Um, But through that experience, I again, kind of was able to just navigate that and say, you know, it's tough, it's challenging, but I actually enjoy it. So um, when I was in high school, I started to work for my dad in his animal practice in South Laguna. Um, Had really decided, I think, by the time I was a sophomore or junior in high school that I wanted to be a veterinarian. So I just kind of chased down that goal and um, was lucky enough to get into UC Davis for undergrad and did um, three years, got in a little early into vet school, um, did my four years of vet school up at UC Davis, and then came out of that into an internship in Los Angeles at um, what's now known as ASEC, uh, Animal Surgery and Emergency Center. Amazing practice, huge uh, learning um, opportunity for me, fantastic mentors, a very wide range of cases that I dealt with. And then after my one year internship up there and um, during that time, I was actually doing a lot of relief work. I was working somewhere between 80 and 120 hours a week for the most of that year. 
Um, and then I came down after my internship and took a three-year position at the Animal Urgent Care in Mission Viejo doing emergency work. And then, again, I had a little bit of a work problem where I really liked to work. And so on my days off, I would fill in for local animal hospitals that needed you know, a fill-in shift, relief work, they call it. And so through that, I've actually worked at 40 different animal hospitals in Southern California, um, most of the animal hospitals in Orange County, and um, got a lot of learning out of that, which just really enabled me to make Alicia Pet Care Center when we bought it as Alicia Pet Clinic back in 2000 to take the structure of that hospital and kind of reboot it a little higher quality of care and um, kind of continue on the legacy that Dr. Dykstra had here where it was just a, you know, a a results oriented, friendly man. And um, I hopefully have carried on that legacy here. So you went from the little, basically one and then two doctor practice down the road by big lots to this facility which was built in was it 09 uh we moved in here may of 2008 2008 and yes that that practice when i bought it was 25 years old and it it definitely looked it as a very small back in that time period i guess 40 years ago now there really was not a big focus on efficiency flow um, ergonomics for the employees, any of that kind of stuff. So it was a very small, disorganized flow of a practice that had worked fine. And I think it would work for a one or two doctor practice. But at the time that we moved, we were a three doctor practice doing really a lot more business in that facility than, than the facility itself could handle. So we moved over here, uh, went from 2,000 square feet to 6,000 square feet. And instead of having three little exam rooms, we had four, um, just a much better facility for everybody involved. Um, And then uh, a few years later, three years later, I think we had an opportunity to take 4,000 additional square feet next door. So we expanded into that. Um, One of the big reasons was the parking lot was a really big mess at that point. So we were able to kind of fix the parking lot problem and um and have an ability of not outgrowing our space so we're we're good i think for the next several years we won't outgrow this physical location and it's still very very nice we keep it up and um you know it's a constant battle to to keep uh the newish animal hospital looking new but we try real hard so tell us a little bit about your home family your family away from the hospital your furry family and whatever you want to tell us about your human family. Yeah, there's a lot of action going on at home as well. So I have a wife named Blythe, who is, uh, of course, an amazing individual to put up with me and my schedule and uh, all of the chaos that we've created together at home with our children and animals, etc. Oddly, or maybe ironically, or maybe not so ironically, I don't know. Fittingly? Fittingly? We met at the dog park in Laguna Beach. Um, so love at first sight. And we got married in 2001, right after I bought this practice, basically. We have three kids at home. My oldest, named Flynn, is 12. 
My middle child, Scarlett, is 10, and my young one, Callan, is 6. And uh, they're fantastic kids, of course, keep us extremely busy. Um, I have two dogs. I have Sally Sparkle, who is an Australian Shepherd mix, probably close to five years. And then I have a orange male kitty cat named Grover, who is the next in line, four and a half, I think. He's fantastic. And then um, my young, my youngster is uh, a dog named Fezzik Hodor. We uh, basically call him Fezzi for short. That Fezzik name comes from The Princess Bride, which my wife is a huge fan of. But Fezzi is about two golden retriever. And we also have a non-furry uh, leopard gecko lizard who I think is also four years old, belonging to Flynn. Just a note about a leopard gecko. If you're thinking about getting one or your child wants you to get one, you might want to understand that they can live to be 30 years old, Mm. um, which was not a discussion that my wife and I had before the lizard came home. So Flynn will be taking his lizard with him to college. Um, (laughs) Something to be aware of. Um, And Grover for sure is PRC. Grover, yeah, they're they're all rescues. Um, Sally, we got through the Riverside Shelter. She was an eight-week-old puppy turned in as a stray, hit by car, broken pelvis. Um, Grover was, um, please don't do this to us, but he was dropped off at the front door as a um, feral kitten, a litter of kittens that were dropped off overnight in a cardboard box, and we, we tamed him up. Um, but yeah, he came from the pet rescue center and Fezzi was actually rescued through a Las Vegas based rescue that had saved him from a breeding situation with, I believe his sister. Um, so that was just a yucky situation that, um, he was brought into the rescue group. And so we definitely want to support the rescue effort in every possible way that we can. And there's definitely, um, great rescue animals out there rather than, you know, buying one from a breeder or pet store or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sally Sparkle is the third of your Australian Shepherds. Yeah, I'm pretty hooked on that breed. Um, actually, when I was working for my dad in high school, I pet sat um, two Australian Shepherds. First time I ever pet sat and I was sleeping at her house when she was gone Um, and these two Australian shepherds, as I crawled into bed, just literally jumped onto the bed and hugged me, um, super affectionate, very smart dogs. And I knew that I had to have one and I ended up with two of them. That's how I met Blythe at the dog park. And then, um, those dogs both lived to be 16, but they've both, both passed away. And so now I have Fezzi or now I have Sally, I should say. And I think I'll always have an Australian shepherd in my house. They're just amazing, an amazing breed of dog. Agreed. All right. Well, thank you, Dr. Wheaton, for joining us and helping us introduce all of the doctors, including yourself, to the listeners. I'm absolutely so excited to be here in front of this microphone, and I can't wait to do it again. Yes, soon we will have our first episode, which you all will probably be able to just hit play on whenever you want, because that should already be recorded by the time you're hearing this one of our Pet Talk podcast for Alicia Pet Care Center. Again, I will remind you all, please go into iTunes, find our podcast there. You can 
subscribe and review us. All of those uh, activities help us become a little bit more uh, accessible to the public and make it so we will potentially get more topics and questions brought up to us, which make the podcast all the better, right? So we'll get more information out to you uh, via our website, which uh, you can go to mypetsdoctor.com. We have our podcast website, which is pettalkpodcast.com. We also are on social media. Uh, Our Facebook is Alicia Pet Care Center. But on Snapchat, Instagram, and Twitter, we are APCC Vet. You can find us there and you can drop us a line and communicate with us that way. Uh, You can also send me an email at wecare at mypetsdoctor.com. That's wecare at mypetsdr.com. So thanks for listening to this introductory episode and we look forward to getting more questions and topics from all of you. Mm-hmm.